0: Hey there! Welcome to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew. I like to talk health and well-being every Monday and Thursday. If you're new, welcome along. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. Uh, please uh, give the podcast a positive review if you're getting value from this series and share news of this podcast with friends and family alike. In the coming weeks, I have a few very interesting interviewees lined up, so really looking forward to sharing those interviews with you and plenty of other interviews. In the Happy Habit archive If you want to check them out Mel Robbins has this brilliant saying Which I just think is one of the best And most succinct sayings ever She states No one is coming to save you That's it No one is coming to save you It's cutting, it's sobering It's a real wake-up call No one is coming to save you In other words, It's all on you. You must save yourself. You must do the work. You must find a way. You must rescue yourself, as it were. People in the self-help space are accused now and then of embodying toxic positivity, whereby they ignore the realities of life and are accused of simply being relentlessly positive. But this Mel Robbins quote is the antithesis of that. This quote, that no one is coming to save you, is the reality that is at the heart of any self-improvement, any quest for a better version of you. It's the recognition that the responsibility is solely yours. The accountability is to you. You progress or not as a consequence of your actions and nobody else's. The notion that no one is coming to save me was something that eluded me for a long time, and frustratingly so. I think as children we are used to the reality that parents and guardians will lend us a helping hand and steer us in the right direction when we need help, and that is how it should be. But at some point the child, the young adult, realises that to achieve their own goals and forge their own path they must be autonomous and be willing to step out from under the wings of their parents and go it alone. I know people who managed to achieve this quite early on in life, and I also know some people who are still trying to achieve this in their advancing years. Ultimately, it comes down to a desire to push yourself to greater things, to test yourself, to see what you're really capable of, to know your true identity. Because you can't really know how high you can climb if you're waiting for somebody else to tell you that you can dispense with the ladder completely. But this is what many of us do. We sit idly by. As time marches on, and we wait in hope that someone will come along and tell us that our intention to succeed and that our hopes for more for ourselves are enough, and they then furnish us with the easy, painless path to progress. In other words, they save us. They save us having to put in the hard graft, the hard yards. They spare us the toil, the frustration, the failures, the self-doubt, the re-evaluating of our approach. And they spare us making a second attempt, and a third, and a fourth. They spare us the opportunities to learn about ourselves. They spare us the eureka moments, the wry smiles when we suddenly realise we had the answer to the problem all along. We only needed to persevere a little bit longer. They spare us that feeling of pride that overwhelms us when we finally crack a problem that's been vexing us. They spare us the I did it myself moment. While you can absolutely borrow confidence from another person in order to help you achieve your goal, there is no act quite as confidence-boosting as doing something challenging or scary all by yourself. And this is how it should be. If we want greatness at anything, we have to be willing to turn ourselves inside out in order to get there. And this starts with an admission that while we can look to mentors and absorb advice and guidance, the book stops with you. You may remember the story of Aaron Lee Ralston, the American mountaineer who wrote the book Between a Rock and a Hard Place, Exactly 20 years ago, in 2003, he was canyoneering alone through the Blue Canyon in Utah, and while descending the lower stretches of the canyon, a boulder came loose, and as he fell, the boulder trapped his right arm against the canyon wall. Now, Ralston hadn't told anyone he was going hiking, nor did he have any way of calling for help. So picture the scene. Ralston is trapped by a boulder in a gorge. Nobody knows his whereabouts and he can't call for help. He stayed in that position, trapped for eight days, slowly getting more and more delirious as his food and water ran out. No one was coming to save him. It took eight days for him to realise this, and so he took measures into his own hand and saved himself by amputating his trapped arm. Now, this may be a rather extreme example of taking ownership of one's destiny, but the concept is universal. If Ralston had waited to be rescued, his story would likely never have come out at all, and he would still be missing 20 years later. It's only because he faced the reality of his situation and saw to be his own saviour that he survived. While we can learn from the experience of other people, ultimately the responsibility for taking action lies squarely on our shoulders. Open water swimming provides a great analogy when it comes to accepting responsibility. Unlike a pool, there are no lanes and there's no bank to hold on to. When you get into the sea, you better be able to swim, because more often than not, there are no lifeguards on duty. In other words, there's no one coming to save you. So you had better accept responsibility for your actions and your fate. If you don't... If you decide not to put in the graft of learning how to swim, learning how to breathe in the water, if you reject the need to hone your swim technique, how to kick and where to place your hands in the water, you will get into difficulty and quickly. The open water is an unforgiving place to start to flounder, but so too is life. The only difference with life is that floundering happens more gradually, but it's just as damaging. It happens by degrees, but insidiously, because day after day we fail to see that no one is coming to rescue us. Day after day we fail to look in the mirror and make the change necessary so that we may take responsibility for our own lives, so that we may be accountable to ourselves. Now, when we wait to be rescued by someone else, and that rescue never happens, there comes a point when we, to all intents and purposes, wake up one day and we are at sea, with no lifeboat and no lifeguard anywhere nearby. And the most frustrating reality is we put ourselves there. Because we dismissed the need to attend those swimming lessons time and time again. Because we thought that when we do get into the water, someone else, a better swimmer, will have our backs. But that's not how life works. The sooner you realise that the buck stops with you, the sooner you can start achieving what you have your heart set upon achieving. And when you are striving for goals that your heart is set upon, it means you are living with purpose. You are living the truest version of you. And this is the very foundation of what it means to live a happy and contented life. So by extension, if we aspire to live a happy life, we must be comfortable going it alone, facing our fears, pushing ourselves, and recognising we are responsible for whether we sink or swim. Nobody else. There are no superheroes ready to swoop in during our hour of need. You need to don your own cape and go to work. I realise what I'm saying might sound obvious, and while you may agree with what I'm saying right now, many of you will fall back into the old habit of waiting to be saved the second this episode is over. But you are waiting in vain. Taking responsibility for your life is deeply empowering. It sets you up to be the sole prize winner on awards night. It's honest achievement, it's validation of your and nobody else's hard graft and endeavour. You take the opportunity to prove that you can do it to yourself and to nobody else. And this is where we really come face to face with who we really are. No one is coming to save you. Accept this, get comfortable with it. In fact, start loving that reality see it as the perfect opportunity for you to become the truest and best version of yourself. Take that deep dive into the sea, knowing that you have your own back. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit podcast. Until next time, stay happy.